Please turn your Bibles to 1 John chapter 5. 1 John chapter 5 and verse 14. Remember again, we've been talking about prayer and the Apostle John writes there, he said, now this is the confidence. Remember again that that is faith and assurance that we have in him or in his presence. Remember, it's not just in him, but the actual Greek says in his presence. So there's, you know, not a lot of people have confidence in his presence. It really puts on a whole different light because, you know, when people get into the presence of God, usually, you know, the first thing that pops up is all of their sins and all of their, you know, unworthiness and everything else. And, you know, the Apostle John, remember again, he's the one that said that if we confess our sin or acknowledge our sin, that he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and cleanse us of all unrighteousness, which allows us to go in with confidence. Amen. It's not that we need to be perfect. We just need to be transparent. Always keep saying that, you know, God is not looking for perfect Christians. He's looking for transparent ones, honest ones. Hallelujah. He can work with the honest one, no matter how many times they fall. <laughs> you know, I rem- I'm, I'm reminded of a, um, just to give you an illustration on this, uh, of a story that one minister was sharing about, you know, these people that would come to church and they wouldn't come very often, you know, but every time, and you know, this lady was actually asking him a question. She, you know, he, she said, can I ask you something? Something's puzzling me. He said, what is it? She said, you know, there's my husband's family. You know, they're not that dedicated to the church. And, you know, they kind of come when they feel like it almost, you know, one of those sort of people, okay? And uh, he, you know, she said, but every time they go up for prayer, they always get what they ask for. Because my family, on the other hand, they're always at church. You know, they're always there first in and everything else. And, we, you know, I don't know till today if we got that much. You know, when we asked God, she said, what's the problem? And the Lord just revealed, you know, to, to, to her or to uh, this, this minister. And she, he just turned on and said to her, he said, let me tell you what, what I believe is happening. These people, even though they come every so often, their heart before God is honest. They have an honesty before God. And, and, she, and you know, he said, as for your family, I feel like there's a religious spirit on them. This is none, not, none of you, okay? I'm just, just giving you an example here. Because there are some people, not you, okay? There are some people that just go to church. It's a religion, you know? And so they go up going, okay, God, well, I, I you know, shine the brass today, so you better heal me. That's, you're not going to get it. You, you know, you never approach God like that. Amen? It's not our righteousness, which to God is filthy rags. We go with His righteousness. And the way we get into His righteousness is if we confess our sin, He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. The un goes out and the righteousness comes in. And that righteousness is His righteousness. God said, their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Amen? And we need to go in His righteousness. So, yeah, you know, in this particular case, and, you know, this lady said, you're absolutely right. <laughs> you know, said they are very honest. They're, very, they're quick to repent. They're quick to, you know, uh, uh, admit to fault. But, you know, uh, she said, I, my family, I don't know where they, whenever they, you know, they just never admit to anything. Hello. Are you all with me? Amen. Let's get back to this. So that's, <laughs> uh, there's a little something there that, you know, understand that as much as you, you know, you guys come to church and, you know, if ever you miss a Sunday here and there, don't ever let that be a condemnation. Just remember that all you need to do is be honest before God, transparent before God, and you 
all the unrighteousness is taken out and you are restored back to a place. I like to say this way, you are restored back to a place of perfect righteousness. And you can have confidence in his presence. Amen? Because that's where it all begins. And he says, now this is the confidence that we have in him or in his presence. That if we ask anything. Now you understand, when you go in with that confidence, when you go in with that righteousness... All the un is taken out, okay? You go in with that righteousness. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Now, I want to give you some uh, insight into that in just a minute as well. And in, in fact, let me just uh, share this with you. In the Greek, the, the, the phrase, he hears us, listen, is actually better translated, he listens with approval. Doesn't that bless you? Amen. So whenever we, let, let me just say all this out in the verse. This is the confidence, the faith and assurance that we have in him or in his presence. That if we ask anything according to his will, he listens with approval. Do you know what that means? That's when he goes, mm-hmm. And you're going, and I was thinking of, he goes, mm-hmm. Before you were an ask, he's nodding. You know, have you ever talked to people like that? And, you know, they're kind of nodding. And, you know, it just allows you to keep going. But the problem is when, somebody, when you're talking to somebody and they're like, and you're thinking, uh, is this bad? Should I stop now? <laughs> you know, amen. But I want you to understand that God, you know, whenever you're talking to him, whenever you're speaking to him, whenever you're asking in his presence in this way, he's nodding. He's already saying yes to you before you get to the amen. Hallelujah. So let's continue on today. Verse 15. Okay, <laughs> he says, and if we know that he hears us or listens with approval, do you get that? If we know, see, d- does this all not make sense now? If we know that he listens with approval, whatever we ask, we know. Notice there are two we knows in here. We know that he listens with approval, number one, okay? And because we know he listens with approval, we also know. That we have, not going to have, not hopefully have, not someday maybe. He says that we have right now. I really want to bring that in. The, the petitions that we desired of him. We really need to come to this place, family, of assurance, confidence that we know right now. Remember, uh, you know, we'll get to that in a minute. I've actually got that scripture down this time. Let me go through my notes so I don't miss anything. All right, (laughs) notice firstly that twice in this verse again, the apostle John uses the verb to know, okay? We know he hears us, we know we have, to tell us that as Simon J. Kistemaka puts it, we possess the assurance that God indeed hears our prayers and grants us our requests. In fact, Thomas F. Johnson adds that no subject inside God's will need be excluded. This is incredible. See, sometimes we think, oh, that's just a bit too much. God's too much. (laughs) Amen. If you go ask somebody that is too much, that's what you're going to get. Too much. Beyond what you can ask or even think. Amen. You know, it's really sad the way God has been portrayed as, you know, he doesn't have a lot. So you better not ask a lot. Plus, he likes to see you in poverty and kind of struggling. Because for some twisted reason he never knows he's so insecure he never knows how much you love him so he's got to test you constantly wow that's messed up thinking when people say oh god's doing that to test you oh i thought he knew what's in your heart 
Does he not know? What, what God are you serving? Amen. Mine knows what's in my heart. If he ever asked me to do something, it's not a test. It's a, I know what you're capable of. I need you to go out there and do this. Yes, it's going to be hard. See, you know, I'm not going to go down this road, but I'm going down today. Okay, <laughs> you know, can I just share something with you that will help you with this? <clears throat> a lot of times people misunderstand what God is doing with them. They don't quite get what God is up to in their life because stupid people have preached stupid sermons and people come up with stupid things in their head when something happens in their life. I'm sorry for all the stupids, but I just want to make a point here, okay? It's not God. It's not real. The thing is that God is a God. You need to see this in its entirety. Otherwise, there's a problem. There, there, there are contradictions otherwise in your thinking, and it won't make sense somewhere. You know, those people that say, oh, God knows everything, but he's testing me. There's a contradiction. If he knows everything, why test you? He already knows. Listen, if he knows everything, so to speak, then it's not a test. Listen, it's a, I know what you're capable of. I don't know if you know, but I know. <laughs> okay? This is how God is, man. He's got more confidence in you than you do in yourself. And while you're thinking, oh, woe is me, it's a test. Hey, snap out of it. This is not a test. Do it. You can do this. Get up and go do it. And God's behind you every step of the way. He's not going to send you out and go, we'll see if he sinks or swims or whatever. He's there. He's the floaty. Do you know what I'm trying to say? He'll never leave you nor forsake you. He's always with you. You know, a thousand may fall on one side and ten thousand on the other. He ain't somewhere back there looking and going, oh, thank God that happened. Oh, no, he wouldn't say thank God. He'd go, thank me. No. <laughs> All right? He's right there. They fell because he's there. Are you all with me? So, you know, we really need to understand that if ever God starts to move us in a certain direction, it's because he's got confidence in us that we're going to succeed. In fact, he plans on us succeeding. See, every time he moves one of his pieces on the board, so to speak, he intends that piece to defeat the devil. The devil goes, oh, there's no way. He goes, watch this. Devil goes, I know that person. That's a spineless use. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but they went to church. They learned something. They might surprise you. When did you surprise the devil the last time? Well, brother, that was in 1969. <laughs> well, that's not a good. <laughs> okay. It should be this morning when I woke up. Amen. <laughs> just, uh, so I just want to share that with you and leave that with you. Can I, I'm going to move on. Is that okay? All right, all right, let's move on. Okay, so, <clears throat> so again, it is, there, there isn't ever a question. When we, whatever we ask, we know that he will give us the desires of our heart. This ties back into what Jesus said in Mark eleven twenty four. 24. See, it's that knowing that allows us to go forward. Whenever we're in a battle, we need to know that God is with us. We can't go in there. We can't go in there without confidence. You need to go in with confidence. You, you know, if you think you're being tested, it won't, you won't go in with confidence. If you think, God, you really think I can do that? And he goes, I wouldn't ask if I didn't think. You see how different that is? Kind of put your chest out and go, all right, let's go take him out. I'm coming, devil. And he goes, oh, no, he figured it out. <laughs> Shouldn't send them to that church. Just keep them all at home this week. All right, so, <laughs> and here you are. Okay. <laughs> 
Mark chapter 11, verse 24. Remember what Jesus said there? Remember we're talking about prayer? And believing you receive the moment you prayed. Mark eleven twenty four. Jesus says, Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask, the King James, I like it better when it says, what things soever you desire, says when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you just might get it. It's not what it says. <laughs> In fact, the, 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 the two statements he makes at the end are the things that the Christians really trip up on. Number one, they don't believe that they receive. They hope that they receive. And number two, they don't, to them, it's not you will have them. It's you might get them. We're not sure yet. Let's see. Faith. Let's go there. I was going to go there a little bit later. But remember that faith is what? The substance of the things that you hope for. If faith is the substance of something you're hoping for, then faith has actually got, is actually, let me rephrase it, is, is real in, in the realm of the spirit. It has substance. Do you understand? That's why it says, in, in, let's go to Hebrews 11, let's look at this. It says, faith is a substance of things hoped for. The evidence, do you understand now? Can I say faith is the evidence can I put it this way? Is the spiritual, physical evidence. Did you get that? Of things not seen. Notice it's things. So when you have faith, you don't have to... See, if somebody has faith, you don't have to convince them about something. If you are trying to convince somebody... Let me give you some wisdom now. If you are trying to convince somebody of something that they have or they should have, that means that they don't have faith. You trying to convince them isn't going to give them faith. Faith is something that is either there or not. How does faith come? By hearing and hearing the word of God. They need to listen. They need to receive. And it needs to go off on the inside of them. They need this, this thing to solidify in the, on the inside of them. They need substance on the inside of them. Your substance doesn't translate to them. You can try... <laughs> I try my best to do that. I try my best to, 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 to you know, take the substance that is on the inside of me and push it into you. And to a degree that works. But only if you meditate upon it, take it on board. And as Jesus says, let, you know, let he who has ears, let him hear. It's up to you to hear it, grab it, receive it, and make it your own. Are you all with me? Amen. Once you do that, then it will begin to grow on the inside of you. And you will have this substance. You'll have this, this thing on the inside that is so real that whatever deficiency you have in the outside, it, to you as far as you're concerned, doesn't exist. It's very temporary. Let me give you an example. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you're very funny. Yeah, I'm <laughs> I just got this example. <laughs> Yeah, seriously, I just got this picture. There you are standing. Somebody's got a gun on you. And they're about to rob you. And you're smiling. And they're wondering how come you're smiling. <laughs> Meanwhile, the moment you prayed, somebody tossed a piano out of their window. And it's coming. It will reach you in about a second or two. And this person won't exist anymore. <laughs> 
okay? Do you all get what I'm saying? You see, that's, that's your faith. That guy's going, what are you laughing about? I want to rob you. Yeah, you don't see the piano over your head. It's about to hit you. You will not be a problem to me anymore. Just a small splat on the sidewalk. Hey, you better get out of my way. You think you have me. <laughs> you don't. By doing this, you have put yourself in harm's way. See, that's why we should never feel like a victim. We should always feel sorry for the guy that, you know, try to do something, <laughs> try to do something bad to you. Because they will never succeed. Somewhere, somehow. And if they do somewhere, then you go and reclaim seven times back. If you catch a thief, you get to get seven times. You go, oh good, I'm seven times richer. We have to believe that family. That's how this works. Anyway, back to this. In his commentary, Simon J. Kissamaka writes, I need to get through this. John is definite <laughs> when he writes, we know that we have what we asked of him. He does not use the future tense we will have, but the present tense we have. That is now, already we possess what we asked. When we ask God anything in faith according to his will, we know that he hears us and will grant our petition. Now, I like the way he finishes this in his time. However, even though it's in God's time, when it manifests, as far as we're concerned, we believe we receive the moment we ask. Do you all understand the difference? Do you all get that? Okay. So like, like I said, you know, if I'm believing for this Bible, can I give a quick, okay, I did this before, just a really quick one again. You know, if I'm believing for this, if I didn't have a Bible, there's no Bible here. This does not exist. Okay. I believe I receive. There's my Bible. I got one on the inside now. Now faith is the substance of things hopeful. You can't see it. By the way, you can't see this. Okay, but to me, it is this real. <clears throat> Even though you can't see it, I know it's here. I walk around. <laughs> I got my Bible. And you go, we can't see it. That's all right. I got it. I know I got it. I don't care what you know or what you think you know. I know that I know that I know that I know I've got it. And then one day, there it is. It manifests. Now, do you notice I don't need it in here anymore because it's out here. Faith only needs to believe while you can't see, while it hasn't manifested yet. Are you all with me? Now you'll go, oh, you have a Bible. I'm like looking at you, yeah, six months ago. Even though, <laughs> listen, even though it manifested today, I had it when I believed, when I asked I received and it was mine from that moment on and I was walking around with the Bible on the inside it was real amen you getting this okay <laughs> let's move on that's why you look weird to the world yeah I doesn't exist in the woo you can say the woo it just left the you know left the planet doesn't matter when it manifests who's laughing I got it, you don't. <laughs> okay, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> However, no, don't be like that. Okay, you have to walk in love, walk in love. I know, no matter how tempted you are. Anyway, <laughs> I've said here, we are to believe and receive them in the spirit immediately. Amen? And I, I made reference back to uh, Hebrews 11.1, 1, faith is substance. 
Faith is assurance. Faith is evidence. Hallelujah. Accordingly, if we ask anything, uh, let me just continue on now. If we ask anything according to his will, we can know with absolute confidence that we do right now have the petitions that we desired of him. This actually goes back to a principle that God operates on that is brought out in Romans chapter 4. Can we go to Romans chapter 4, please? We're going to look at verses 16 and 17. We looked at verses 18 through 21 last time. Remember about Abraham who against hope believed in hope, who against natural hope believed in supernatural hope, amen, that he would be the father of many nations according to that which was written. Okay, that was spoken, that was which was written. Hallelujah. However, there are two verses preceding it. Let's see the principle that was in operation for him to walk in that blessing. Are you all ready? This is what we're talking about today. Romans chapter 4, beginning in verse 16. He says, therefore, it is of faith that it might be by grace. Now, understand something that everything that you receive by faith is because of God's grace. It's not because you all deserve it. God, I know I'm deserve it. You don't deserve anything. The only thing we all deserve is to go to hell. I'm just saying. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The wages of sin was death. That's what we had. Jesus Christ came and died. You know, I love Pastor Eddie's song, Christmas Day. All the celebrations was the day when God gave his son away. All of that was paid for with his blood. Amen? Everything that he deserves, we get. Everything we deserved, he took. Did y'all get that? That's what the cross is all about. That's what we deserved. He paid the price. He took that and he gave us everything that his perfect life on this earth bought. So whenever you go to that, that's why you can go boldly to the throne of grace. Do you know why? Because you go in his name. And God doesn't see you, thank God. He, <laughs> he sees Jesus coming to him. And to Jesus, everything is yes and amen, or so be it. Hallelujah. Amen? Okay, so that's a little note, a little note on faith and grace. All right, so therefore it is of faith that it might be by grace to the end, the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to that which is of the law. I'm not going to explain all this today, okay? Because I, I don't want to talk about that. We'll go forever. All right, <laughs> but also that which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. Verse 17, this is what I want to get to. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed. I'm reading in the King James, by the way. Even God, now it's only in the King James that this really is brought up properly. He says, who quickeneth the dead. Remember that, there, you know, not only was Abraham old, but the deadness of Sarah's womb as well. Remember all that? Yeah. Okay, that he was, he was looking at two strikes against them. Grandpa couldn't quite, you know, and grandma was like grandma. And they never had any kids before. I mean, you know, it's hard enough when you already had him. And then God saying, have another one in the old age. That's, okay, what happens when you never had him? It's impossible to have him. And then at a 90, she was 90, he's 100. You know, you, you think God come up and say, Abraham goes, I know why you're here. You're going to recommend a good retirement home for us. <laughs> Which one is it? Uh, actually, I'm not here for that. Oh, really? Why, uh, what is it then? You're going to have kids. You got to what? 
I think you took a left turn at Albuquerque. You, you missed some. <laughs> You're meant to be somewhere else. We're old. You know, me and grandma are chasing around in the wheelchair. You know what I'm trying to say? You want us to have babies? You know, and kid goes, chase me, grandpa. <laughs> Not unless it's motorized. You know, <laughs> you know, kids, you know, they want you to chase them everywhere and play hide and seek and everything. Anyway, I'm just having some fun with you. But I want you to understand what God asked you. You isn't natural. It isn't something that you know you can do in the natural. It's all supernatural, beginning to end. Watch now. He quickens the dead. In other words, regardless of how, you know, what, what you think you can't do, he'll give you the life. He is resurrection life. He is eternal life. Amen? If you need resurrection, so be it. <laughs> okay? And he says, who quickens the dead. And watch, this is what I want to get to. And calls those things which be not as though they were. A lot of modern translators cannot figure that one out. They'll write stuff in the modern translations that don't, don't keep to this. This is the way God operates. He calls those things that be not as though they were. Now, this is really important that you understand a few things here. I, I, you know, this is like a whole series that I'm going to do it in about two minutes. <laughs> okay? So, y'all, stay with me. I want you to notice what it doesn't say. He doesn't call things that be not as though they are. He neither does he call things and pretend they're not. He calls things that are in existence out and things that are not in existence in. While we look not, 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 18, while we look not at the things that are seen, but are the things that are not seen because the things that are seen are temporary. The things that are not seen are eternal. The eternal comes in and pushes out the temporary. So it might be temporary that you have a problem, but eternal says, I've got the answer. Are you all with me? And the answer will come and push the, the problem out of the way. <laughs> Amen? Are you all with me? Amen? That's why we don't look at the things that are seen, because they are temporary. However, they will, they will be eternal for you if you, live, if you leave them there and you don't attend to them. How do you attend to them? You begin to speak. Remember Mark eleven twenty three. Whosoever shall say unto this thing that is seen, that is temporary, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those eternal things that he says, the things that cannot be seen, will change the things that are seen. He'll have it. He'll have the change. Amen? However, if, <laughs> can I show you another side? However, if the thing that is seen is spoken about, is discussed in length, is enshrined, it will remain there because your mouth keeps it there. Are you here? See, that's what the devil has been doing to the church for so long. He'll start something and then your mouth keeps it there. I'm just telling you. Watch what you say. Yeah, but I'd be lying, wouldn't I, if I said that I was healed when I'm feeling sick. Well, wasn't when Abraham changed his name from Abram, I, I like that as well. You know, God says, you're going to change your name. 
He goes, you know, because Abram means a father of a multitude. Did you know that? Okay. And I'm sure, you know, he thought, oh, thank God, finally. Whoever named me, named me really bad. You know, it should have been father of none. So how are we going to change this? And God says, oh, you're going to change it from Abram to Abraham. You got What? Y'all know what the word means? God, you, you, get yourself a Hebrew dictionary. Okay? We don't want to go from a father of a multitude to the father of many nations with nothing behind us. <laughs> you know, Abraham had a lot of servants. You can just see in the campfire and the other servants, you know, when they come together. He goes, oh, what's your master's name? Oh, it's Abraham. Oh, father of a multitude. Oh, he must, the guy must have a, names meant something. Guy must have a lot of kids. So how many does he have? Like a hundred? Fifty? Twenty? Ten? Five? Three? Two? One? None? None? No kids? What's he been out in the sun too long? Why does his name Abraham? Well, he said, he said, God turned up. And oh, one of those, is he? Oh, God spoke to me. At a hundred years old, I'm going to be a father of many nations. See how dumb that sounds? Guess what? He was laughed. He was a last to laugh. He, that's what Isaac means, laughter. <laughs> Can I say this? You'll always have the last laugh. You'll always have the last Isaac, you know, okay? you have the last love. Mind you, Abraham, once he got his Wheaties going, he had another five kids after that. I think it was five. Yeah, that's true. No, he said, oh, oh, come on, Grandma. <laughs> Woo, we got this thing going now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's leave it there before it goes anywhere further. All right. So, but listen, man, when God does something, it's a miracle and it keeps going. God doesn't say, okay, you had one kid, you can go back to the wheelchair and the old folks home. Never happens. You're bouncing, you're dancing, you're there. Amen. Hallelujah. But I want you to, <laughs> listen, <laughs> this is why it goes in the say in Romans 4.18, do you now understand that he calls things that be not as though they were, and why it goes and say, who against natural hope, believed in supernatural hope, that he might become the father of many nations, according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And in other words, he took that on, he began to confess that, and what was dead came alive. What was impossible became possible. Are you all with me? Only because... This thing became real on the inside of him. Now we know it took a while for that thing to become real. There's a little Ishmael running around to prove that to us. Hello. Okay. <laughs> so we know that. And if you had a few Ishmaels, never mind. Just keep moving till he hit the Isaac. Just <laughs> keep going. Okay, just don't stop. Keep going. Don't, don't stop there. There's a bad place to stop. Don't stop in the valley of the shadow of death. Just keep moving. Hallelujah. Till we get to the other side. Amen. Don't go in the middle and sink. All right. So, oh, how much time do I have left? Do I need to wrap this up? Three minutes? In other words, into an impossible situation, Abraham was to declare himself, or Abram was to declare himself Abraham, the father of many nations, when he was 100 years old and had nothing to show for it in the natural. That's what it means to walk by faith and not by sight and call those things that be not as though they were. Amen? That's 2 Corinthians 5, 7 and Romans 4, 17. It is not an easy life. Can I get an amen on that one? Amen. 
Okay. And often requires a great deal of patience. See, that's the problem. We don't have patience. We want to say it. We want to have it straight away. If it doesn't come straight away, where is it? There is a scripture. Hebrews chapter 10. The same, the same book that tells us faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. The same the, you know, a, a book that tells us that without faith it is impossible to please God. Amen. That he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a reward of those that diligently seek him. Also tells us in the chapter previous, in chapter 10 and verse 36, for you have need of patience. You need patience. There are some people out there that don't have any. If they don't receive straight away, it's not God's will. Like, wow, then you've got to take Hebrews 10, 36, scratch it out, cut it out, throw it away. And whatever scripture was behind it on the other side. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Listen, it says, for you have need of patience. After you have done the will of God. It didn't say you need patience to find out what the will of God is. See, a lot of people think that, oh, I'm, I've got to have patience because I haven't obviously prayed right. Because I didn't get it straight away. So maybe it's something else in God's will. I really needed to see this. i got one minute. So I, <laughs> hurry up and see it. Okay, <laughs> okay. He, said, he says, you have need of patience, okay. After. Say the word after. After. Mean, means you did it. You are in God's will. Amen. If we know that, if he, you know, if we pray according to his will, then he, we know that he hears us. Nodding with approval. And if we know that he hears us, then we know that we have the petitions that we desire of him. Are you all with me? Amen. And so this is what he, he's saying here, that you have need of, after that happens, you need patience. He says that after you've done the will of God, that you might receive the promise. In, in other words, you need that you... There is a, uh, let me put this in a short way. There is a time lapse between amen and there it is. When you say amen on the inside, it's yours. But it might take a little while to there it is. There's the amen. There's the there it is. Could be six months. Could be the same day. Could be that I was praying, you know. And I believed, and you know, Brother Jamie over here, because he's a, he's a sweet soul, you know, he's like, hmm, you know what? I bought this new Bible. I didn't know what it was for, because I already have one. But I am led by the Spirit. So I do what God tells me to do. And so I saw this Bible, and I said, hmm, I need to buy this Bible. And, and somebody said, why are you buying the Bible? I don't know. Well, why are you buying it? Don't ask me. <laughs> I am led by the Spirit. I'm one of God's children. I'm, I'm surprised you don't understand this. Anyway, what are you doing in this Christian bookshop? Anyway, <laughs> so he, he buys a Bible. He comes to church with two Bibles. Everybody's going, <laughs> the dude got two Bibles. What's up with him, you know? And then I say, I'm believing for a Bible. He goes, there it is. <laughs> See, now there's the, get it? Okay, from amen to there it is. That was a dual thing there. Never mind, don't worry about it. It's too early in the morning. Okay, so <laughs> but see, now I'm blessed and he's blessed. But there are times when that doesn't happen. Are you all with me? It might take time before the there it is happens. But the there it is is on its way. The piano has been pushed out the window. It is on its way down. Amen. However long that takes, it's on its way. Nobody can stop it now except you. Did you hear what I just said? Once you pray, once you believe and receive, it's now falling. 
It is headed in your direction. Be patient. And I've run out of time. Therefore, whether you receive it immediately or whether it takes a little time to manifest, as I, Howard Marshall, writes, we'll finish with this. The point is that God's children can be certain of an answer when they pray according to God's will. I tell you, Jesus said again, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you receive it and it will be yours. And I love what he concludes with. He says, we need today to recover that confidence. Amen. Let's have every head bowed, every eye closed. Father, we thank you today for your word. And we thank you, Father, for these very powerful and precious truths that you are revealing to us. And I pray, Father, and I thank you by faith that we will not just be hearers only, but doers of the word. Because it's in our doing that we will be blessed. That you help us. That you give us the wisdom to apply this to our life. So that we may walk in your perfect will. In your blessings. All the days of our life. In Jesus' name. Amen.